about it. All right, y'all. Okay. Look at you. We're live. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you so much, Tammy. This has been so helpful. Okay. Oh my God. We're so close, you guys. Yay! Yes. Okay. Not that we don't love doing the work. I mean, I like doing the podcast. The podcast's fun. Oh, why did I just put these on? Sorry. Because it's just. Yeah, yeah you just feel like, yeah. Like, you just look so right, official. Thanks. Yeah. I'm just making I sure don't I don't. I'm not screaming, <laughs> you know? Okay. Are we screaming? No. Okay, everyone. Thank you for returning to podcast three and staying here and listening to us talk. <laughs> Doing the work isn't always super fun and super entertaining, but we do hope we have entertained you and informed you and enlightened you on the policies that are going on in your state or in states surrounding you. The last time we talked about federal protections and where they fell short um, such as VAWA, and how they leave gray area for probable cause, and possibilities of how the predominant aggressor bill died in Kansas, even though it passed in, what, 27 other states, mm-hmm. <laughs> and how to change a bill for reintroduction to um, legislation with the supports of training for law enforcement and social work liaisons. So this episode is where do we go from here with predominant aggressor laws? We, we all have the potential to make change regardless of our status in society. And um, even just regular civilians, even if you're not a social worker, even if you don't know a lot about it, you have the power to make change. And we are here to help you and instruct you and give you the resources you need to help us make change. So Catherine, would you like to start us off on some information that anyone in the audience can do? Yeah, so I think one of the big things is contact the people who are making the laws. Contact your congressman, contact your uh, representative. Um, If you let them know what, like, they work for you. So let them know what they can do to work for you. Um, And we have I know that's going to be a daunting task. So we've provided in the notes under our video a email template to just kind of outline, you know, here's a way you can reach out to them. We um, also are going to include the, well, three specific names of senators who you can contact because the bill did die in the Senate. So it didn't quite reach the House House of Representatives yet, but uh, we're going to call out Senator Rick uh, Billinger. Senator J.R. Clays and Senator Pat Peaty, um, who are all members of the Committee of Ways and Means, which is where the bill went through. I, did, did it die there? Or I, I'm not for certain on that one. No, I think that was, uh, so I believe that was the committee that introduced, introduced it. it. So if okay. anything, right, we want to, um, if folks want to reach out to them to just kind of sup- be in support of the bill that was introduced, um, to kind of let them know that people are aware uh, that that was what they were trying to get done but I think uh, what we also found was the um, committee on judiciary and so if anyone's uh, interested in reaching out to those folks as well because it moved to the committee on judiciary um, but then again still 
didn't go anywhere past there. So that's um, Senator Kelly Warren, um, Senator Rick Wilburn, um, and Senator Ethan Corson um, are just a few members uh, and chairs of that committee as well. Yeah. So uh, either way, either kind of supporting the folks over uh, at Ways and Means or pushing um, to either further support or um, be yeah be in support of uh, Senate Bill 267 uh, and letting the commi- committee on judiciary also know. Yeah, and you know that that bill if it is reintroduced that bill name the senate bill 267 will change so just keep that in mind mm-hmm. we are filming this in the spring of 2023 yeah. so if it does get reintroduced and does get changed that bill number may be different just keep in mind and also if email isn't your thing you don't have to email them you can make a phone call you can reach out for a cup of coffee uh, however you'd like to approach that just remember they work for you let your voice be heard Thank you for that. Um, I really appreciate like learning as a social worker all the ways that I could have been doing the work. Um, I wish I had known this whole time, but I do think that uh, this information, getting out, getting raising awareness about it is really doing the work because you're letting the people know that they have a voice. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. Uh, Catherine, I was going to ask we were talking about the bill number, the the bill history, like where it died. Could you give us the website for Kansas, at least, where we could access the legislation that does occur and uh, bills that are introduced and like their status and whatnot? Because it's like really difficult to find. Oh, yeah. It's uh, very confusing. For every state. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a different website for every state. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You got to track it down. It's confusing. It's not accessible to the public. I don't know if that's intentional or not, but you know. Yeah, so the website we used was uh, kansaslegislator.org, so kslegislator.org. I think there's a spot there you can go under the, you know, current bills or past bills to look there. Uh, Just when you are looking uh, at future dates, if you do Google that bill number that we've talked about, the uh, Senate Bill 267, be careful that you are looking at the right one. Because if they do reuse that number, it may be a bill about taxes and then you will be very confused. Mm-hmm. So um, just, you know, do keep that in mind. They do not make it easy to track down these things, as you've uh, mentioned. Um, but that is where we found uh, that information. I think that... Um it is important to note that you can be in the room. You can be in Topeka. Mm-hmm. You can be in the room when they're talking about the bill or talking about how they should change a bill if they're passing the bill. You can be in the room, and that is your right. So we're going to take you know, this information. We're going to um, present it to our class of about a dozen social workers and a panel of, I think, three or four social justice peoples um, in class on the 1st of May 2023 Uh, and then you know just us taking it in our own practice and our own work in the future um, both ourselves and our classmates and whoever else is listening to this. Thank you so much for listening to this if you got to the end. Um, and for considering making a change and doing the work with us. Some people we would like to acknowledge for bringing this to 
to production are the people of Anschutz Library Makerspace and the libraries of KU campus for providing the resources um, to record this and to Heather Bradley Geary for teaching us how to have a voice and policy. Uh, as far as a lot of the information that we brought to you all, uh, we will be listing or attaching a policy brief with this posting that essentially just provides folks with the same sort of statistics that we brought up over the past few conversations, that same history um, and kind of extent and nature of the issue and really what the policy recommendation that we've already mentioned. So all of that will be listed. And so specifically, some uh, sources that we pulled that from that we would like to acknowledge and thank uh, are also going to be folks over at StopVa, um, also DomesticShelters.org, uh, the folks from the Brown Political Review, uh, who did a really cool uh, piece on From Abuse to Arrest, How America's Legal System Harms Victims of Domestic Violence. Uh, we also have um, the Strangulation Institute, or Strangulation Training Institute, um, and uh, also the acrosswalls.org, uh, who did a really good piece on understanding dual arrests and the statistics around that in general. Uh, for folks who either are experiencing, have experienced, or are the loved ones of someone experiencing or have experienced domestic violence or sexual assault, stalking, or human trafficking, we'd also like to do a special acknowledgement of the Willow Domestic Violence Center that is... Um, based out of Lawrence, Kansas, that covers Douglas, Franklin, and Jefferson County. Uh, their 24-hour helpline can be reached at 785-843-3333. Uh, and they have folks who are stationed there and paid to answer that phone at any time. So if it is 2 in the morning, if it is 6 in the evening, if it is 3 in the afternoon, someone is at that phone and they never want anyone to feel like um, they are a burden um, to you know, trying to access information or assistance or safety. Um, so thanks to the folks doing this work as well. Before you go on, Catherine, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on this show and on this podcast and for your time and your knowledge and your experience. And thank you, like as a citizen as well, for doing the work and doing the field work and putting yourselves out there because it takes a lot, and I really appreciate that from both of you, and I admire your courage. Awesome, and thank you for all the amazing work that you're doing. Not only are you uh, very passionate about this work and trying to get this information out to people, but you're also doing so much of the like technological <laughs> and logistical side of this, so um, thanks for making this all look good and sound good too <laughs> i appreciate it I, I still might keep some of the bloopers in because they're just fun yeah <laughs> good for entertainment yes <laughs> and we want to thank uh, all of you who have tuned in and listened to our podcast uh, just remember that you have a voice and use your voice to get what you want across and with that we'll leave you to it have a good one <laughs>